Ben Steph Curry with the shot. Ben cooking with the sauce. Chef Curry with the pot, boy. Live from the 301. Live from the pot. I want to welcome my audience to episode number 144 of Curry in the Pot. I'm your host, I'm your guy, Mike Curry. And I'm back here with another episode, man. And wow, man. I I can't even believe we're here. I am recording the morning of the 2020 NBA Finals, man. 2020 obviously been a year unlike any other, at least in my lifetime, but I, I, I would say ever. You know, we also, we got a lot of things going on in sports, man. It's a great time to be a sports fan. You know, we got NBA Finals, WNBA Finals getting ready to start. A Major League Baseball playoffs is, uh, just started, and this year is unlike any other. There's 16 teams in the MLB playoffs. That's never happened. We got, we just got a lot, man. We got so much, man. And I'm, I'm just excited, man. Like I said, man, what a time to be a sports fan. But I know why you guys are here. Obviously, we're going to talk NBA Finals. going to talk Taylor to Tate. Obviously, we got the Los Angeles Lakers taking on the Miami Heat. And, of course, there's been another week closed in the NFL. So, of course, I'm going to talk NFL Week 4. And, of course, I'm going to predict those games. And, of course, I'm going to re- recap Week 3, man. Like I said, another week is in the books. So, let's get it going, man. I'm happy, man. I'm excited. I'm feeling great on this lovely Wednesday morning. The final day of September, man. I'm feeling great, man. I hope everybody's doing well. Hope and I want to remind everybody to continue to stay home and stay safe, man. Uh just 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 stay safe, man. Just stay safe. I love all of you guys, man. But let's hop right into it, man. Wow, we are here, man. The NBA finals is officially upon us, man. We have the Los Angeles Lakers taking on the Miami Heat, as I mentioned before. But it feels great, man. Especially it hits different for me because I'm a Lakers fan. And the last time the Lakers were even in the playoffs was 2013. But that was a bit of a wash because Kobe Bryant had tore his Achilles. The late Kobe Bryant had tore his Achilles just a few weeks prior to the playoffs starting. So that ended up being a wash. The Lakers ultimately got swept by the Spurs that year. And the Spurs went on to play the Heat in the 2013 NBA Finals. I actually got to see that Finals itself on a cruise ship. Game 6 and Game 7, man. It was pretty lit. Then... Um, yeah, this was the last time they made the playoffs, man, 2013, and then they make it this year after LeBron's first season in L.A. was pretty much a flame out, man. You know, we all know he got hurt on Christmas Day, but the Lakers were playing really, really good basketball. After LeBron got hurt, guys like Lonzo Ball got hurt, Kuzma got hurt, man. The season ended up being a wash, mainly when LeBron got hurt, but those other parts were still playing pretty well, and they were like the, the number four seed in the West, and we all know at the time they were they were punching Golden State in the mouth. This is the Kevin Durant Warriors they were smacking around on Christmas Day, man. I was so happy when that was going on, but that season ended up being a bit of a wash. LeBron ultimately misses the playoffs for the first time in a very long time, and now they're here, man. They play meaningful basketball for the first time, like I said, since 2013, man. I knew. I knew ultimately they would at least get to the Western Conference Finals. You acquire a guy like Anthony Davis, and, you know, you pair LeBron for another superstar. Superstar in his prime at that. And it's, from that point on, it's NBA Finals a bust. We all know how great the Clippers were this year. So I thought the Lakers would at least reach the Western Conference Finals. But now they're here, now they're in the Finals. On the flip side, man, 
coming out of the East, it's the Miami Heat. And this was another team that missed the playoffs the previous year. They go out and they acquire Jimmy Butler in a sign and trade. And I, just, I know they got rid of Josh Richardson. I don't really remember who were the other parts of the sign and trade. But I gave Jimmy Butler a hard time on this, man. I was like, because Jimmy Butler said he wanted to win. And I keep harping on this because it's true, man. It's true. I said, if he wants to win a championship, why is he going to the Heat? But I guess... I guess I just wasn't seeing it at the time. I, I didn't see the developmental piece. I didn't see Bam Adebayo, man, who's a terrific young player. I didn't even, like, think of the structure that exists in the Miami Heat organization. Pat Riley, Eric Spolster is a terrific coach, man. I believe he's a top five coach. You still have other pieces on the roster, like Goran Dragic, who made All-NBA third team a couple of years ago, man. It wasn't too long ago where Dragic made All-NBA third team and he was an All-Star. Just not too long ago, man. You know, you look at the other pieces that they have, even before they got Iguodala and Jay Crowder, guys like Kendrick Nunn, who were terrific in the regular season. Uh, he's not really playing minutes in this postseason. Tyler Hero's been great. Duncan Robinson is a guy who came out of nowhere. He's been spectacular at shooting the three ball. They just have a lot of pieces, man. And I think the most important thing is they play as a team. They they really, really play as a team, man. And that's what you love to see, man. I think, you know, they look better against the Celtics because the Celtics, to me, they have too many cooks in the kitchen. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But the Heat, they just play as a unit, man. And I like it, man. They have a bunch of dogs on their team and they go to war. They go to war, man. So you got to admire that from a team. But how these teams got here? Let's go let's go through it real quick, man. In the first round of playoffs, Los Angeles Lakers took on the Portland Trailblazers. And we know at the time, the Portland Trailblazers were steaming hot. They were red hot. They had to go on a, a, a crazy run to even get into the playing game when they ultimately played the Memphis Grizzlies. And we know Damian Lillard was on a, was on a tear, man. He had 50 balls, 60 ball. He was on a tear. And it even led that... It even led to people saying that the Trailblazers could beat the Lakers in the first round. Like I remember sitting around with my uncle, Uncle Doug, and we were watching, we were watching the um, playing game, the Trailblazers and the Grizzlies, and he was like, "Man, I don't know, uh, the Trailblazers going to give people the Lakers some trouble." And in my head, I'm like, "Nah, nah." In my head, I'm like, "Nah." I mean, it, it'd be a, it'd be a cool five. I thought it, I thought it could go six. But I never, like, thought for one moment that the Trailblazers could beat the Lakers. I just never thought, like, come on, man. It's, it's a reason that the Trailblazers had to do what they had to do to get into the playoffs. So I just didn't see it, man. I just didn't see it. And, and they didn't really have a lot of bodies they could throw on LeBron. And they also didn't have a lot of defenders on that team, to be honest. So that was the first round for the Lakers on the flip side for the Heat man they had the Indiana Pacers in the first round and that series ended up in a sweep he got that done early man and a couple of those games were competitive but they ultimately got swept and unfortunately Nate McMillan got fired not too long after the series ended second round for the Lakers they ended up playing the Houston Rockets man this was another series where people were saying oh I don't know man the Rockets could beat the Lakers man but I, I knew I knew and I don't want to say I'm the only person that knew, but I had the Lakers in six in this series. They also got it done in five. Gentlemen sweep after losing game one. Houston never won again. And Mike D'Antoni has since moved on from the Rockets. Second round matchup for the Heat. And um, 
They had the Bucks, man. They went on and they faced the reigning two-time MVP. It was only the one-time MVP at the time of the series, but he was but he was named Defensive Player of the Year. And I thought that the Heat had a really good chance of beating the Bucks, man. I I kind of called it, man. I watched the Heat play a couple of games. In particularly, I watched the last time they played in March. And this was after they acquired Iguodala, after they acquired Jay Crowder. And I was watching it, and I'm like, man, they have bodies to throw at Giannis. Bodies. They had Jay Crowder on them, Jimmy Butler on them, Iguodala on them. Bam out of bio checking them. I was like, wow, they have a lot of bodies. And they kind of make Giannis look one-dimensional, man. They forcing them to shoot. They not letting them attack the basket like he normally does. And I was like, wow, man, I got to keep my eye on the Miami Heat, man. I got to really watch them because I thought that, you know, I thought the only teams that could come out of the East were three teams. And that was Milwaukee, Boston, and then Miami. I kind of thought the Raptors, but it would depend on who they matched up against. And when they matched up against the Celtics, it just wasn't a good matchup. So I'm looking, man, I'm like, wow, you know, the Heat. They playing the Bucks really well. So when the playoffs came out, it, it did not surprise me at all. I it kind of surprised me to end it in five. I thought it would go maybe six, but we know, you know, Giannis got hurt. And I just saw it and I'm like, wow, man. You know, he could really do something. So moving on to the conference finals, man. The Lakers took on the Denver Nuggets, who were a great story this entire postseason run. I want to applaud Jamal Murray. I want to applaud Jokic, and I also want to applaud want to applaud Jeremy Grant as well. And I also want to applaud head coach Michael Malone, man, who's been really, really good. And you know the Nuggets, although they lost in five, I just felt like. The entire postseason run they were on kind of took a toll on them mentally and physically. You got to remember, in the first round, they were down 3-1 to the Utah Jazz, had to come all the way back to win that series in a crazy Game 7 where Mike Conley had a chance to hit the game winner in seven games in the, uh, at the end of Game 7. Then they go on and they play the Clippers in the second round, a series that nobody had the Nuggets winning, and they come back down from 3-1 again. Like I said, man, that takes an emotional toll on you. They play the Lakers in the conference finals. Nuggets lose the first two games, win game three, because if they didn't win game three, I said last week that they would have got swept. And they ended up losing in five. But shouts out to the Nuggets, man. They played some really good ball. And yeah, shout out to them, man. I, I salute them, man. Again, shout out to Jamal Murray. Shout out to Jokic. Shout out to Jeremy Grant, who was pivotal, pivotal in that series. And also shout out to head coach Mike Malone. Um, for the Heat, they played the Boston Celtics in the Eastern Conference and in the Eastern Conference Finals, rather. And when I watched the series, it just looked like the Celtics. Every time they would get up, or get up on the Heat big, man, they would always find a way to blow the, blow the lead. Except for a couple of games that they won, they actually maintained and they actually put their foot on the necks of the Heat a couple of times. But that series ultimately ended in six. It was an entertaining series. But for the Celtics, I just feel like they had too many cooks in the kitchen. When I look at the makeup of their roster, it's similar to the makeup of when they had Kyrie Irving. But back then, they had you know they had more role players. They had guys like Terry Rozier, Marcus Morris. They still had Al Horford. But when I look at the roster, it's not too, at least from the starting lineups perspective, it's not really 
it's not it's 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 similar. It's not it's not really a difference. You know, Kimball Walker is very similar to Kyrie and how they play. And you know, you got the ascension of Jason Tatum. You got the ascension of Jalen Brown. Both guys who averaged twenty plus this year. Jason Tatum was a first time All Star. You got Marcus Smart who was playing really well in the playoffs. Man, he wants to get up his shots too. You got Gordon Hayward. He still feels like he has something to prove. So when I watch this team. You got Kemba, who's been the man for years, been the man for nine years in Charlotte. You got Jason Tatum, who is the best player on the team, at least in my eyes. And he probably feels like, you know, I'm the man. You got Jalen Brown. He averaged 20 points. Jalen Brown's probably feeling like I'm the man. You know, I'm playing for a huge payday. And then you got Marcus Smart, who he played well in the playoffs, man, to be honest. He had a really good postseason run, man. He had one game where he had a triple-double. He had a couple of games where he was hitting six and seven threes. Like, Marcus Smart probably feels like, you know, I'm the man, too. You got Gordon Hayward, who was once the man with the Utah Jazz, was an all-star with the Jazz. And, you know, he's trying to show people that he still got a lot left in the tank, you know, after that freak leg injury. And... It's just a lot, man. I just feel like they had too many cooks in the kitchen. I don't really think they needed Kimball Walker. Like when I when I, when I saw when they saw, saw they got Kimball Walker and they acquired him, I'm like, you know, that's cool, but like, you don't necessarily need him. You kind of need a pass first point guard or a point guard that doesn't require a huge volume of shots. You know what I'm saying? Just a just a steady guy, man, a floor general who could run the offense. I feel like that was the problem with the Celtics, man. Not that they don't have talent because. Their roster is very talented, and, you know, you can argue it's more talented than the Heat, but it's just too many cooks in the kitchen, man. I don't think you need all of those pieces, man. And Celtics may have some things to figure out in the near future, but let's talk about the Heat, man, who won that series in six games. We all know Tyler Hero had a big game. He averaged 19 in that series, actually. Jimmy Butler also averaged 19. Bam led the team in scoring in that, in that um, series, and Goran Dragic was second. So, we're here, man. We're really here. Let's just talk about it, man. We got Iguodala or LeBron, who've been in the finals since 2011. Iggy in his six straight finals. LeBron is in. He's made the last nine out of ten finals. That is absolutely amazing. And we also got Shaquille O'Neal, who was involved in this. And there have been 37 straight NBA finals with at least one player who played with Shaq during his, during their career, during his career, rather. So I look at it and it's LeBron. It's also Rondo, Danny Green, and also Goran Dragic, man. He played, he was a rookie when Shaq was on the Phoenix Suns towards the end of his career. But what do I think is going to happen, man? I think I think it's gonna be a really good series, a really fun series. But I don't want to sound like a homer. I don't want to be a homer, but from what I'm seeing, and let's also back up a little bit. The Lakers played the Heat twice this season, but you kind of gotta look at, and the Lakers won both of those games. But you kind of gotta like take those games with a grain of salt. This this was before the Heat had their set-in-stone rotation. This was before they got Iguodala and Jay Crowder. So when I look at the regular season series, I'm not going to pay too much attention to it because it's it's different, man. It's different. The rotations are different. The lineups are different. The Heat have been running like an eight-man rotation, uh, at least in the last round. So 
then it's it's different. It's different. But if I had to make a prediction on it, and I will, I'm going to say the Los Angeles Lakers in six. And here's why. You have LeBron James, who said he's the most locked in he's ever been in his career. You have Anthony Davis. He wants to prove something, man. He wants to prove that he's not just this great player who puts up a lot of great numbers. He wants to win. You have two highly motivated players. You have you have two, two, two of the top five players in basketball. And Jimmy Butler, I believe he's at least the way he's looked this postseason, he might be number 10, but I let's just say he's a top 15 player. You got Bam Adebayo's a nice young player. He was a first-time All-Star. You still got Goran Dragic, man, who I think has been low-key the main reason of why the Heat have gotten to this point. At least by by the way he played in the last round. Pretty much the whole bubble, Dragic has been on a tear, man. He averaged 20, man. You don't have those 20 points from going Dragic. I don't know where you're getting the other 20 points from because the Heat have struggled. They've had some cold spells, man. I've watched in the playoffs. They have the tendency to go very, very cold, man. And Dragic has been hitting tough shots. Uh, Bam out of bio. Sometimes he he be missing layups and stuff like that. I feel like Bam doesn't impose his will like he should. And Jimmy Butler, man. He doesn't take a high volume of shots, but when he does, man, he's pretty much on. You know, you got guys like Tyler Hero, guys like Duncan Robinson. But when I look at the Lakers, man, they have the two best players in the series. And then, you know, you probably elect maybe the next three best players to the Heat. Jimmy Butler, Bam, and Goran Dragic. Now, I think what's going to be key for the Lakers is they're going to have to run these guys off the three-point line. They're going to have to run Duncan Robinson and Hero off the three-point line, as well as Dragic. And I think I think all these teams match up well with each other. I really do, man. But, you know, which role players are going to show up, that's that's going to be the key to the series to me. Are we going to see Kyle Kuzma? We're going to see the Kyle Kuzma that, that, that he, he was playing in his rookie year. Man, he was playing amazing in his rookie year. We're going to see that Kyle Kuzma. Are we going to see the Kyle Kuzma when a lot of players went down? He had, like, 30. You know, we're going to see that Kuzma. Um, will we continue to see the greatness of playoff Ronda? Will we see that? You know, will Danny Green hit his open shots? Will KCP hit his open shots for the Heat? Will Duncan Robinson be locked in? Will he hit his threes? Will Tyler Hero, you know, build upon that great series that he had last round? Will we're going Dragic average 20 in this series? What type of Jimmy Butler are we going to see? Obviously, they have the bodies to throw at LeBron. You know, you got... The same four guys that the Heat threw at Giannis, they're going to throw these same four guys at LeBron. They're going to make it difficult. Um, we're going to see a little bit of a coaching mismatch. I think Eric Spolster is a top five coach. I wouldn't say the same about Frank Vogel, but Frank Vogel can coach. Let's not let's not get that you know misconstrued. You know, a lot of people could say, you know, any coach could take that team to the finals, man. But what I saw Vogel do, especially in the last round, he put Dwight Howard in. Like he can make adjustments. He showed me that he can make adjustments. He put Dwight Howard in the starting lineup, and Dwight was actually banging with Jokic. Actually, kind of, kind of punked him a little bit in one of those games. But I, I want to see it, man. It's going to be great. It's going to see the type of schemes that uh, Eric Spoelstra puts out there on the floor. It's going to be interesting to see how they guard LeBron. Obviously, Bam is going to be one of the primary defenders on AD. But after that, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who's going to stop AD. I feel like Anthony Davis is one of those players that. The only person that can stop Anthony Davis is Anthony Davis. I seriously think that when I watch how he plays, like when he, especially when he settles for jump shots and he's not hitting them, 
It really, it really depends on that, man. But if I had to make a prediction, like I said, I will go Lakers in six, and I will actually go Anthony Davis Finals MVP. I think he's going to have to be amazing in this series. And, you know, just like how he was last series, LeBron was great too, and he closed out in, you know, game five. But I think Anthony Davis will be the Finals MVP. And, oh, yeah, one more thing. One more thing. I am going to coin the phrase and I'm going to coin the hashtag win 17 for Bean. That is going to be the hashtag that I am coining. So I want you guys to get with it. Win 17 for Bean. And I'm going to move on to the NFL. But again, we still have the WNBA Finals is getting ready to start. We have the Seattle Storm, the team who I predicted to win. Just based on all the players that they had back healthy and also all of the players they had in the bubble, they, they had pretty much their entire team. I think they had the entire team in the bubble. A lot of players didn't. A lot of teams didn't, rather. The Mystic didn't have all their players. The the Las Vegas Aces, who will be meeting them, they didn't even have their best player in Liz Cambage. They do have the reigning MVP, Asia Wilson. But this series is going to be interesting, man. I just wanted to show some love to the WNBA. I'm going to be locked in. I'm going to be talking about it. Uh, for the MLB, their playoffs begun yesterday. We had the American League slate uh, start yesterday. Yankees played the Indians. White Sox played the Athletics. Uh, a, lot, a lot of games, man. A lot of games. Rays, Blue Jays, Astros, Twins. A lot of games, man. National League is going to kick off today. Um, so we'll see, man. Baseball is going to be interesting, man. I'm, I'm going to be talking about it because I really, really watch baseball when it becomes playoff time, man. I really do, man. So, let's jump in, man, to week three in the NFL. Third straight week that your boy predicted 11 games, man. I would have been 11 and five, or I would have been, I could have easily been 11 and five, or I could have been 12 and four, man. And it's all because of the Eagles. Eagles and Bengals decided that they wanted to have a tie game. The Eagles decided that they didn't want to get their first win in the season. Bengals didn't either, but. Philadelphia Eagles, man. I don't, I don't know what's going on with y'all. But let's hop into the predictions. And here we go. We had Thursday night football, man. We had the Jets. Man, I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't even read my hand right. We had the Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the Miami Dolphins. I'm over here getting ahead of myself talking, talking about the Jets. We do play this Thursday. But last Thursday, we had the Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the Miami Dolphins. And Dolphins got this one, man. I, I thought, you know, that they would. When I look at the Jaguars, when I when I look at the Dolphins, rather, they played tough. They played tough, man. They they played the Buffalo Bills really tough. Uh, they kind of they played they played the Patriots tougher for a little while in that game. And I just thought, you know, that there was a chance that they could beat the Jaguars, man. And they pretty much pretty much dominated this game, man. Final score ended up being thirty-one to thirteen, and Fitzpatrick, he looked okay. Um, had two touchdowns, eight, eight out, eighteen out of twenty. Also had a rushing touchdown, and they pretty much just needed what they, they just needed to do. What they did, man, they didn't have to do a whole lot, but they got it done, man. The Dolphins get their first win of the season. Moving on to the Sunday slate, we got the Steelers and Texans, and this game could have went either way, man. It ended up going into the favor of the team that was undefeated, and that's the Steelers who advanced to three and zero. Unfortunately, though, man, the Texans they moved to zero and three, and that's that's kind of strange, man. But 
You know, that's what happens when you have a uh, you lose a piece like DeAndre Hopkins via trade and you have a first place schedule, man. They, they, they've had the toughest strength of schedule, though, man. They've had the Chiefs week one played the Ravens the week after that. The Steelers, man, who look like they're going to make the playoffs this year. They're now three and oh. So, yeah, man. But, you know, in this game, when I look at the numbers, I didn't watch too much of it. But uh, Ben Roethlisberger, man, he had two touchdowns in this game. James Conner, he's looking like the James Conner. Like I said this last week, but James Conner's looking like the James Conner from two years ago, uh, the year that Le'Veon Bell held out. And he he played good, man. You know, 18 carries, 100 yards. I can't trust him in fantasy, though. He always gets hurt. That's why I ain't drafted him. But, you know, he's been looking good. And Deshaun Watson, man, I just feel like he doesn't have the adequate help that he needs, man. I just that's how I feel. Um, but the final score in that one was twenty-eight to twenty-one. Next game, Eagles Bengals. The game that cost me. <laughs> the game that cost me of getting twelve wins, man. Doing good on these predictions, y'all. But the Eagles really cost me. This game ended in a tie. Our first tie of the year. We had a tie last year with the Lions and Cardinals, but this year, man, we had a tie with the Philadelphia Eagles and the Cincinnati Bengals. And the final score in this one was 23-23. Carson Wentz has not looked good. He has not looked good, man. 29 out of 47, a touchdown and a couple of picks. The bright spot for the Eagles was Miles Sanders, who had 18 carries for 95 yards. Tyler Boyd, he had 10 catches and 125 yards for the Bengals. Joe Burrow, though, man, he's definitely impressed me of how he's played. He's been solid, man. The Bengals just need to invest in an offensive line. And Joe Burrow will be fine, man, because they have some solid weapons around them. Tyler Boyd, uh, T. Higgins, who had a couple of touchdowns, also got A.J. Green still there, but he he's, he looks like a shell of himself. But they have some solid pieces. Joe Mixon as well hasn't quite got it going this year, probably because the Bengals' offensive line is bad. But, you know, Joe Burrow's going to be fine, man. That's that's the moral of it. Eagles, you guys tied to the Bengals, so y'all basically lost. <laughs> Next game. Giants 49ers. In this one, I didn't think it would quite go like this, <laughs> but it was a blowout, man. 36 to 9. Uh, the 49ers started Nick Mullins. They started a lot of people that they don't normally start. Jared McKinnon got the start at running back. The Giants, man, I just don't know if they're. Whew. New York football is bad right now. New York football is bad, man. They lost Saquon. Obviously, for the rest of the season, Daniel Jones doesn't have many weapons. Sterling Shepard was out in this game. Uh, he had, I mean, he still had Darius Slayton and Golden Tate and Evan Ingram, but I don't, I don't know what's going on, man. I don't really watch a lot of Giants football, but I just know they're bad. I just know they're bad, and you got a new head coach. You got a second-year starter. So we're going to see, man. We're going to see, you know, this is obviously clearly a team that's in rebuild mode, but we're going to see how they, you know, perform um throughout the rest of the year and you know in future years but this game was more so a, this was more so a good look for the 49ers man they had to start Nick Mullins Jarek McKinnon and Kyle Shannon just continuously shows why he is such an amazing play caller man he he does things that that I most coaches can't, man. To script up plays for all of these different types of guys, man. These names that aren't household names. And wins the games. 
49ers advanced to two and one. Next game, Patriots Raiders. In this one, man, this game was interesting, at least through the first half. The Patriots only had held a three-point lead going into the half. But they ended up they ended up getting out on the uh Raiders in the second half, man. Cam Newton, he had a touchdown and a pick. But this game was more so the Rex Burkhead game, man. Who had a receiving touchdown, also had a pair of rushing touchdowns. Sony Michelle also ran the ball really well on just the nine carries. Nine carries for Buck 17. That's pretty nice right there. Patriots, man, they advanced to two and one, man. I didn't expect them to lose. Uh, two games in a row, but shout out to the Pats, man. Advanced to two and one. Next game, Vikings, Titans. This game came down to the wire, man. And shout out to Slapman. Shout out to uh, my guy, Sean, man. Shout out to both my guys. Ooh, they both like the Titans. And I was telling them in the group chat, man. I said, if you keep it close, Kirk Cousins will fold. And what happened? Kirk Cousins folded. Final score in this one was 31 to 30. The Titans win this game off a Steven Goskowski field goal. And he kicked six field goals in this game. He was pretty much key, man. He's most valuable player for them. Uh, shout out to him. And shout out to the Titans, man, for getting this one done, man. They won this game, and it was it was a close one, man. It was a close one, man. 31 to 30. Ryan Tannehill didn't look great. Derrick Henry looked great. But Kirk Cousins kind of spoiled a really good Dalvin Cook game and a really good Justin Jefferson game. 31-30 final score. Next game, Browns football team. <laughs> I got it right this time, man. I always still be in the habit of saying Redskins. Browns football team. Final score in this one was 34-20. Baker Mayfield, he didn't have to pass the ball. I only had 23 passing attempts. Nick Chubb was the story, man. He had two rushing touchdowns. And this, is, this goes back to what I said, man, last week. The, this this should be their identity. This should be their identity. You know, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt combined for 35 carries. That should be that should be a weekly dosage. That should be the weekly formula. That's what should happen for the Cleveland Browns to be successful. I know you have an, an amazing wide receiver in Odell Beckham Jr. Still a top 10 receiver. I know you have Jarvis Landry, who is a top 20 receiver, top 25 at least. And you got Austin Hooper. You got you got a lot of guys, man. You got a lot of mouths to feed, man. But in this one, man, it doesn't take too much to beat the football team. Dwayne Haskins, man, he did not look good in this game. I know I was kind of, I was kind of defending him last week, but I can't defend what I saw this past Sunday. Three interceptions, unforced errors. I know you're a young QB, Dwayne, but these are mistakes that you cannot make. The offensive line didn't play bad, so I can't blame the line. Uh, Washington does need to invest in some more weapons. And they only have their most consistent weapon is Terry McLaurin, and that's his safety valve. Hopefully they pick up a tight end in the early rounds of next year's draft because that will really benefit a young QB. That's what all young QBs need. You know, QBs in general need a safety valve, a tight end. Man, You look at Mahomes, he has Kelsey. You look at Derek Carr, he has Darren Waller. Lamar Jackson has Mark Andrews. I can go so on and so forth. These, these, these good quarterbacks... They have a tight end. They have somebody to lean on when their wide receivers aren't quite creating the separation or when their wide receivers are getting a double team. Stuff like that, man. Because I think you're going to see in the future, man, teams are just going to – they're just going to put a safety over the top. They're just going to start doubling and bracket coverage in Terry McLaurin because that's really their most consistent weapon on offense. 
Um, but he did have a good game, man, four, four catches for 83 yards. I, I love Scary Terry, man. But they got to get him some help. Dontre Inman, he did, Inman, he did score two touchdowns in this game. My guy Antonio Gibson had a rushing touchdown. I just don't like what I saw from Haskins, man. I just don't, man. Those those interceptions were bad. They were all bad. They were all very, very bad. Uh, the football team fell in this game 34-20. Also lost Chase Young. Um, who got hurt early in this game, groin injury. No injury report has come out on him, but uh, I expect him to miss the next game against the Ravens. Uh, also lost the tackle, Matt Ioannidis. He's out for the season with a torn bicep. That's a tough blow uh, to uh, a unit that I thought would be really, really great, great this year. But, I mean, they still have Sweat, still have Allen, still have Payne. Chase Young won't be gone for too long. But Matt Ioannidis, he, he's, he's like my third favorite. <laughs> that bunch, man. I, I, I like them all, man. I do. I like that D-line, man. But I like Matt Ioannidis, man. He's a late-round pick. I believe he came out in the fifth round. He's a nasty player, man. That's a tough blow for the football team. Final score in this one, 34-20. I did get it right, though. Next game, Bills, Rams. This game was really, really good, man. And I didn't know who was going to win this one, especially after the Rams rallied back down. Um. They were facing a 28-3 deficit, man. 28-3 is a funny number, man. But the Rams came all the way back and had a chance to win. But the Bills had a game-winning touchdown 15, with 15 seconds left to go. Tyler Croft touchdown from Josh Allen. Shout out to Josh Allen, man. He He's an early MVP candidate. I think you got to go Russell Wilson. And then I think Josh Allen is right behind him, man. He's... Out of the young QBs, he's been excelling. He's been playing really, really well, man. Four touchdowns, only one pick. He's been looking good, man. Shout out to the Bills, man. Bills Mafia, 3-0. Rams, 2-1. I wouldn't feel real bad about that loss, man. Uh, maybe feel bad about how he played early, but you guys rallied back in that game, but ultimately fell. No, you guys really had a chance to win. But shout out to the Bills, man. Advance to 3-0. Next game, Falcons, Bears. This is a game I got wrong, guys. And same story as last week. Falcons get a big lead. They, I don't, they, I don't, I don't know, man. They get complacent. They don't. They're not executing right. They didn't. They, they did not have Julio Jones in this game. So that's one thing. But to get to have these huge leads, and they have a lot of guys injured, man. Aluakon was out. Attack McKinley was out. Uh, the attack on Caleb McGarry was out. But <sighs> it's just. Why am I telling the same story for the second week in a row? That doesn't make any sense. I know the Bears did bench Mitch Trubisky, and Nick Foles came in, man, and Nick Foles played really, really well, hooked up with Anthony Miller a couple of times. Allen Robinson had a day. The Bears are 3-0, guys. The Bears are 3-0, man. This is a team I picked to finish last in the division, and the Packers are 3-0. The Bears are 3-0. The Vikings are 0-3. The Lions are 1-2. What is going on, man? What is really going on? But I do think, man, Nick Foles, he can make the Bears kind of instant, man. I'm not saying history is going to repeat himself, like with the Eagles and stuff. But this team has a good defense, as did the Eagles did in that Super Bowl. I don't, I don't, let me let me set the record straight. I don't think the Bears are going to win the Super Bowl. But I, I could see the Bears back in the playoffs, man, if Nick Foles continues to play well. They did lose Tariq Cohen, man. He's out for the year. Tough blow for them. But uh, Matt Nagy, he's he's pretty creative, man. He hooks something up, man. 
Falcons lose this game in a close one, man. Very, very close one. 30 to 26. Next game. Another game I predicted wrong. Chargers and Panthers. I didn't really know how this game was going to go, man. I didn't. Justin Herbert got the start again for the Chargers. Put up some nice numbers, but they lost to the Panthers, man. Matt Rule, um, first year head coach, gets his first win with the Panthers. And 21-16 was the final score. Don't have too many thoughts on this game. Next game. Colts. Jets. The Jets are bad, man. I think the Giants are bad. The Jets are next level bad. Final score in this one was 36 to 17, man. The story in this game was the Colts defense, man. Forcing three Sam Darnold picks. Had a pick six on like one of the first few plays of the game. Xavier Rhodes had a pick six. And TJ Carey also had a pick six. Uh, <laughs> Sam Darnold got sacked for a safety in this game. There's no, there's no Jets highlight. I mean, he did throw a um a dot to Braxton Berrios, but whew, Jets, man. That's a bad team, man. Adam Gates is going to be out of there real soon. Final score, though, 36-7. Shout out to the Colts. Next game, Seahawks, Cowboys. Instant game, man. I actually watched this game with my dad, man. I was doing some stuff in the morning in the earlier slate. My dad said, Mike, come watch this game with me. And that I did, man. I watched the game with my family. Final score in this one was 38 to 31, man. This is a good game, though, man. Russell Wilson, he looked great. Like I said, it should be MVP candidate. And everybody's eyes had five touchdowns in this game. DK Metcalf had a touch. Tyler Lockett, though. He had three touchdowns in this game. He had a hat trick. Um, DK Metcalf should have had another touchdown, but he wanted to play around and have a Deshaun Jackson type of type of mistake, a miscue, an error, a blunder, whatever you want to say. But shout out to Seattle, man. They're 3-0. I expect them to win this division. I expect them to go deep in the playoffs, but we'll see. For the Dallas Cowboys, they dropped to 1-2. Can't really put this all on Dak, man. He had a couple of picks, but he, he Dak looked all right, man. Ezekiel Elliott, though, man, he's the, he's the real problem, man. He had 12 targets in the passing game, and he dropped like five or six of them, man. I don't know what was going on with Zeke. Um, he didn't have a good day running the football. Only had two, only averaged 2.4 yards a carry. Did have a rushing touchdown, but he did not look good, man. 14 carries for 34 yards. Michael Gallup looked good. Cedric Wilson, guy I never even heard of, he looked good. Amari Cooper, he had an all right day. CD Lamb, I like him a lot. Uh, the Cowboys did lose this game, but they, they had opportunities, man. They had opportunities, and I think that's the, that's the part that sucks. Um, for Cowboys fans when they lose, man. Because they, they they be having opportunities, man. But to be honest, man, they should be 0-3. They, they should be very lucky to not be 0-3. Next game, Broncos, Bucks. Another game I picked correctly. This was kind of my lock of the week. I just didn't see any type of way that the Bucks would lose to this, you know, depleted Broncos team. We had so many players out. I think they, 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 they might have lose Jarrell Casey out for the year as well. They just have a lot of a lot of a lot of um injuries, man, and that that sucks, man. It's unfortunate. Injuries are part of the game. Uh, they're getting ready to put their third string quarterback in. He's going to start uh, tomorrow night against the Jets. Uh, Brett Ripien and the nephew of former Super Bowl winning quarterback Mark Ripien. But we'll see, man. We will see. But the Buccaneers got this one, twenty-eight to ten. Next game, Lions Cardinals. A game that I thought the Cardinals 
should have won, but I thought they would have won. But this shows that Kyler Murray is still a young QB, man. Still a young QB. This is only his 19th start. So hasn't even got 20 starts under his belt yet. He threw three interceptions and a couple of them were really, really bad picks. Like one he threw in double coverage. Another one, he just, I guess he just didn't see Jeff Okuda. But a couple of, they, all three were bad picks, man. I don't know what he was doing. Don't know what he was looking at. And the Lions, man, they played the Cardinals good last year, man. They had a tie. And they snap an 11-game win streak, their 11-game losing streak, rather. Last time they won was October of 2019. Final score, 26-23. Next game, the Sunday Nighter, Packers, Saints. Another game I picked correctly from the Saints, man. They just don't look dynamic. Drew Brees looks old. I know he's like 41, but... Yo, I don't want to be disrespectful, but Drew Brees low-key sucks. <laughs> he kind of sucks, man. A lot of I know Michael Thomas is out, but Drew Brees hasn't really, really looked good. If we're being honest, he didn't look good that good last year, to be honest, man. We know he went out with the thumb injury last year, but he, he didn't look all that great, man, even when he came back. I mean, Drew Brees is a legend. He's an all-time great top five in my book, but he just does not look good right now, man. He just doesn't, man. He had to throw a lot of short throws to Alvin Kamara. And there was even one play where Alvin Kamara literally broke six tackles and scored. Like, that's just Alvin Kamara doing the work for you. All you did was get the ball to him and told him to go create. And that's what he did on that one play. But when I look at this game, when I look at the Saints team, I just don't know, man. The defense played a little undisciplined, man. Cam Jordan didn't look good. Marshawn Lattimore had a couple of penalties, as well as Malcolm Jenkins. I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on with the Saints. I do. <laughs> I would be scared if I was a Saints fan because they don't look great, man. They really don't. I know it's only three games in, but my eyes don't lie, man. Drew Brees has not looked that good. Packers, though, man. Aaron Rodgers has looked good. Second year in the Matt LaFleur offense. Aaron Jones had a solid day. Aaron Rodgers had three touchdowns, man. Devontae Adams didn't play in this game as well. I know I said Mike Thomas didn't play for the Saints, but Devontae Adams didn't play. And the Packers got it done, man. 37-30 was the final score. And then the Monday nighter, man, it was kind of a disappointing one. We had the Chiefs and the Ravens, man. This is the final game that I picked incorrectly. And I just didn't. From the Ravens, man, they got behind early. They got behind early. That is what you can't do, especially the system that Lamar Jackson runs. It's still a college-style offense. It's not really an offense that's geared to play from behind. So when I saw the Chiefs get up on them early, I said, oh, man, the Ravens are in trouble, man. The Chiefs got up to as much as 27 to 10. And this was this game was a blowout, to be honest, bro. But the score made it look closer than it was. But this game was really not close. Chiefs defense, though, man, they stepped up. They played really, really well. Uh, shout out to them. Shout out to Steve Spagnuolo's defense. Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy did a good job coaching the offense. And, you know, shout out to the Chiefs, man. 34-20 final score. Lamar Jackson is now 0-3 against Patrick Mahomes. And Lamar didn't have 100 yards passing in this game. Mahomes looked great, though, man. Four touchdowns. He had 260 passing yards in the first half and three touchdowns. But finished the game with 385 and four touchdowns. Shout out to uh, my guy, Patrick. Patrick Mahomes, Patrick LeVon Mahomes, the second. Y'all know I had to say it. Y'all know I had to do that for y'all. And let's go on and let's predict NFL week four. So, got a lot of games, man. A lot of interesting games. Jets and the Broncos, man. 
Whew, a battle of two very injury-riddled teams. And two teams that just aren't very good, man. The Broncos, man, it's not really their fault. They were going to be good if they didn't have all these cluster injuries. The Jets, I know they had a couple of injuries. Le'Veon Bell, Denzel Mims, Jameson Crowder, but they weren't going to be good at all with those guys in. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, But I'm going to lean with the Broncos. Man, I got the Broncos to win this game, so... Sunday slate football team Ravens. I'm not gonna even waste my time. Ravens. Next game, Titans Steelers. There's been a bit, of, a little bit of a some controversy, man. Uh, the Titans had a cold, positive COVID test, and them in the Minnesota Vikings they shut down their facilities. But but I think there's ways around it. There have been talks about maybe moving their game to Monday night for extra testing and extra preparation. Um, maybe they could move their game to like a week eight. Um, they have a bye week seven and their opponent is, I believe the Steelers, they can just switch the weeks around and play. This is the first really big test for the NFL and what they can do to come to a conclusion and a proper verdict for when teams should play, especially with this COVID testing. But we'll see, man. It's only the Vikings as of today had no positive test. And the Titans believe to have one more. So not that many tests. So we'll see, man. Not that many positive tests, but we'll see, man. But if this game does get played, I'm going to take Pittsburgh. Next game, Bucks, Chargers. I'm going to take Tampa Bay in this one. Uh, Chris Godwin will miss week four, though. That is a tough blow. The hamstring is bothering him again. Give me the Bucks. Next game, Dolphins, Seahawks. Give me Seattle. Next game, Texans, Vikings. Battle of two 0-3 teams. Give me Houston. Next game, Lions-Saints. This is a bit of a trap game for the Saints, man. I think it is. But the Lions are one of those teams that will play you tough, man. They will play you tough. They got Kenny Galladay back. They have a solid team, solid bunch. I'm still going to take the Saints, though, man. They do get Michael Thomas back. I'm going to take them. They kind of have to win this game. Next game, Cowboys-Browns. Hmm. This is an interesting game. Wow. Um, wow. Um, wow. I'm gonna take the Cowboys though. No, no, no. I don't I don't wanna take the I don't I don't wanna take either team. Give me Um Give me the Cowboys. Give me the Cowboys. Bengals, Jaguars. Hmm. Give me. Give me Cincinnati. Next game, Bears, Colts. Wow, man. These games. Give me. Hmm. Give me the Colts. Wait. Give me. I don't know. Oh no. Give me. Nah, give me the Bears. Give me the Bears. Next game, Panthers, Cardinals. Give me Arizona. Following game. Rams, Giants. Give me the Rams. Next game, Raiders, Bills. I'm going to take the Bills. Next game, Chiefs, Patriots. Game that should be interesting, man, but I just think. I don't think Cam Newton and the Patriots offense is going to be able to keep up with the Chiefs offense. I'm going to take the Chiefs. 
Sunday Night Football, 49ers, Eagles. Give me the give me the 49ers, man. Injuries and all. I'm gonna take the 49ers. I don't know about the health of Kittle yet. And I don't know about the health of the running back. So guys, I'm I'm gonna lean 49ers, but I really don't know, man. And then Monday night, we got the Packers and the Falcons. I'm going to take Green Bay in a close one. And I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank everybody for the continued love and support. We got NBA Finals. We got Major League Baseball playoffs, WNBA Finals. We got NFL season in full-fledged, man. I'm excited, man. What a time to be a sports fan. What a time to be alive, man. Again, everybody continue to be safe. And Mike loves you guys, man. So I'm signing out. Episode number 144 is done. Peace.